Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As it has been advertised in these fortnight reminders, insha'Allah ta'ala, we're going to be looking at a surah from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that serves as a model and a template for any successful society, community, or organization. So if you want to build a successful Muslim community, society, organization, this surah is the perfect model on how to build a community, how to build our families. Because there is no system, management system, procedure that's better than the system or the management of the one that created the heavens and the earth. No matter how big your organization is, how complex your societies and communities are, it can never be as complex as large, massive, complicated, like the creation of the heavens and the earth. And if you look at the heaven and the earth and everything contained within it, it runs so smoothly in synergy, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا شمس ينبغي لها أن تدرك القمر ولا الليل سابق النهار. It could never happen that the sun overtakes the moon. It never happens. Or for the night to precede the day. Because the system Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. How does it work? كُلٌ فِي فَلَكٍ Everything goes in a smooth transitional orbit. So if you want to be the best manager, the best project manager, if you want to come up with the best SOP, standard operating procedure, there's nothing better to you have, for you to have as a foundation than what? Quran was sunnah. And for those who come to the fifth class, for example, if you look at acts of worship, the salah that we just prayed now, or even the wudu, how these things, for those who bother to learn it, is described in such intricate details. It's as though if you follow these details or description how the Prophet wasallam prayed is as though you could see the Prophet wasallam in front of you. So this surah, it contains the instructions and the guidelines how to build a proper community. Because this surah, if you want to build a community, what do you need to start with in a community or country? You need a dastur. You need a constitution. This surah begins with the first constitution, what we refer all affairs back to. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Contained in this surah is our etiquette, our mannerism when it comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Contained in this surah is how we should deal with news, information that has reached us from sources. So in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In ja'akum fasiqum bi naba'in fatabayyanu. If a fasiq brings news to you, what should you do? Verify the information. So if a fasiq comes to me, do you reject his news or accept his news? What do we do? Do you reject or accept? We verify. What if it's not a fasiq? He comes to us. If it's not an evil liver, a sinner, a righteous person comes to us. Do we accept his news? Yes, we accept his news. What if his news is accusing somebody else of something? For example, a righteous person comes to us. And what is apparent? And he accuses somebody of zina. What do we do? Do we accept his news or reject his news, or do we verify? Yeah, look, man, what do we do? We don't verify. If he comes with news accusing somebody of zina, we do not accept, 
we do not reject, we do not verify, if he does not bring four witnesses, no matter how pious he is, if he accuses a person of it, thamanuna jalda is whipped 80 times. Alatul. So in this surah, it solves this issue. This surah tells us how to deal with disputes amongst the believers. If two groups of the believers are fight, for us, do sulh, reconcile between them. If one of them transgresses against the other, fight the one that's transgressing until it comes back to the rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This surah, it teaches us how we should deal with each other as a community. Because as a community, which is mentioned in the surah, Ya nas, O mankind, we've made you what? Nations and tribe. As we sit here right now, we're all different nations, different nationality, different complexions. How do we deal with each other? And what we shouldn't we do that would destroy our community? Racism, prejudice, nationalism, which the root of it and the practices of it is based in what? In mockery. So this surah contained on it is what? La yaskhar qawm min qawm. A set of people should never mock another set of people. No matter what their nationality may be, their complexion may be, the languages they speak is contained in this surah. This surah also mentions things that destroys communities, such as suspicion, backbiting, and slander. So the surah we're looking at, inshallah ta'ala, if we practice it, bi'idhnillah ta'ala, in this series of reminders, we have the best of communities, inshallah ta'ala. This surah is called Surah Al-Hujurat. The Surah of Al-Hujurat. Al-Hujurat is the plural of Hujurah. The plural of chamber. So the surah of the chambers. And what is meant here by the chambers is the houses. The houses of the wives of the Prophet So each one of the wives of the Prophet had her own what? House. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Ya ayyuhaladheena aman la tadkhulu buyuta nabi. Or you believe do not enter onto the houses of the Prophet So therefore for those brothers inshallah ta'ala were brave enough and mashallah ta'ala sunnah enough that are looking to practice polygyny. Each wife is her right to have her own house. You cannot force another wife to say, you know what, sister taqillah, she has zuhud, live in the other house with the other sister. La. Each one should have her own house. So the surah is surah al-hujurat, the surah of the compartments. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it begins the surah with, ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, la tuqaddimu bayna yadayhi Allah wa rasoolih, wattaqullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh, you believe, do not put yourself forth or proceed in anything before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began this surah with ya. Ya in Arabic, harfun nida. It's a letter that's used for calling or making an announcement. And what is the purpose of ya? to draw or alert the person you're speaking to. So in the very beginning of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alerting us and drawing our attention to something by simply saying what? Yeah. And then Allah ta'ala said, amanu. Oh, you will believe. So the attention or those who is alerting a woo, those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this shows the importance of what is going to come. Because Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, he mentions, Whenever you hear in the Quran or you read or you believe, lend your ears to it. 
خَيْرٌ تُؤْمَرُ بِهِ It's either goodness you've been ordered with or شَرٌ تُنْهَعًا or evil you've been prohibited from. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us to something or prohibiting us from something. And Uthameen rahimullah ta'ala, he mentions that whenever he heard this, that this is an evidence أَنَّ الْإِلْتِزَامِ بِمَا خُطِبَ بِهِ مِنْ مُقْتَضَيَاتِ الْإِيمَانِ that whenever for you to practice what is being said is from the signs of what or the conditions of what iman for you to go against it is from the signs of what deficiency in your iman your faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing us with in this ayah allah ta'ala says do not precede allah and his messenger or put yourself forth before them until you know the statement of allah the ruling of Allah, the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the ruling of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam concerning that particular affair. And from the worst forms of a person putting himself forth before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is what? Bid'ah, innovation. Because a person that invents in the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he innovates with his actions, because action speaks, and sometimes action speaks louder than word. With his actions, is though he's saying, The Sharia of Allah is not being perfected. And the bid'ah which has come with the innovation, his intentions are good. And he wants to do what with it? Complete the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you're to ask him, this bid'ah, this innovation which you're doing, by doing it, you're doing one or two things. You're either completing the Sharia, perfecting it, or it's a deficiency. If he says he's doing it to perfect the Sharia, this is what? Denial of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-yawm akmaltu lakum deenakum. Today I've completed and perfected your religion for you. And if he's saying he's not doing that, then what is it? Deficiency in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from the worst times of a person putting himself before Allah and his Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is innovation in the deen. And that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, kullu bid'atin dalala. Every single bid'ah, there's no bid'ah hasana. Dalala. Every single dolala going astray is in the hellfire. So this ayah, it tells us not to put ourselves before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until we know the rulings. And it also displays to us, it demonstrates to us the importance of following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because many ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention destructive issues and then followed by is what? The remedy. The remedy, alaykum bi sunnati, upon you is my sunnah. Wa sunnah al khulafa al rashidin. And the sunnah of the khulafa al rashidin al mahdiin. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not put yourself forth before Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, wa taqullah. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean, ittaqullah? When somebody says to ittaqillah, many a times it's translated as what? Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But is taqwa, is it really fair? What's the proper translation of a taqwa? Ya Abu Amitullah. Yes. Linguistically, it comes from the verb ittaqa shay. For example, you're walking into an area which is full of thorns, and you're walking and you're treading carefully. You've treaded carefully, failing to step on the thorns. So at taqwa, 
Therefore, according to the definition of the scholar La Talq ibn Habib, it's a taqwa an ta'mal bi ta'atillah ala nuri min Allah, tarju thawab min Allah. Piety is for you to act in obedience of Allah, hoping for a rule from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hoping for a rule from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Upon a light from Allah, hoping for a rule from Allah azza wa jal. Wa an tatruq ma'asiyat Allah. True taqwa, you leave off the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Upon a light from Allah azza wa jal. So this is taqwa. It's not just fair. It's to do these actions. And that's why Uthameen rahimahullahu azza wa jal. In his definition of taqwa, it's ittikhaz al-waqaya. Is to seek a barrier or a shield from the punishment of Allah. How do you do this? How do you do this? Bifi'li awamirihi by carrying out the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa tark nawahihi and leaving off the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore taqwa is to have a barrier or shield between you and the punishment of Allah by doing what is obligated upon you and leaving what is prohibited. This is taqwa. And to practice this taqwa, you have to use the definition, understand the definition of who? Ali radiallahu an. And what is this definition of taqwa? It's a taqwa al-amalu bitanzil. Taqwa is that you have to act according to what has been revealed. Meaning act according to what? Quran and sunnah. Because the sunnah is a revelation. So taqwa al-amalu bitanzil, according to Ali radiallahu an, is to act according to what has been revealed. وَالْخَوْفُ مِنَ الْجَلِيلِ and to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have fear. So the first thing is acting according to what? Revelation. Secondly, fear. Because you cannot fear if you don't know the one you're fearing. And that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The people that have the true fear, based on knowledge of who? The people of knowledge. And thirdly, to be pleased with little Why should you be pleased with little? Because of the fourth thing To prepare for the day you're going to depart from this dunya This is a taqwa So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said taqullah. Orders the believers We're living in a time now When you tell people When he does something Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala People say who are you to tell me to fear Allah I fear Allah Allah Ta'ala is ordering the believers. In fact, Allah Ta'ala ordered the best of people. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya ayyuhan nabi ittaqillah. O Messenger of Allah, fear Allah. So Allah Ta'ala is ordered, wattaqullah, and fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And how does the ayah end? Ya Shaykhuna, kifal ayah. How does the ayah end? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala ends the ayah how? Verily, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Sami'un, huh? Alim. Sami'un Alim. And this shows, subhanAllah, the importance of following the sunnah and not innovating even in issues of aqidah, issues of belief. Allah Ta'ala ends the ayah by saying, e Allah is sami'un. He hears all things, is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. And now does this tie in with our aqidah? They said, based on the fact that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala ends the verse with these two attributes, the ulama derive from this that these two names ending like this, this sentence is a sentence of warning. How is this sentence a sentence of warning that Allah Ta'ala said, How is it a warning? They say it is a warning because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, when He says, is all hearing, is all seeing for you. For you not to fall into what Allah Ta'ala has prohibited from putting yourself between before Allah and His Messenger. 
if you truly believe Allah sees and knows everything you do. This is jumla tahdhiriya for you not to or to go against that which Allah has ordered with. And what's Allah ordered in the first ayah? Taqwa. If you truly believe Allah is what? Sami'un alimun. He hears and knows everything. So when people study classes of aqidah, of creed, people think it's just mental gymnastic theory. No. It has a bearing on your actions. It has a bearing on your what? Actions. But you have to first and foremost accept those names and attributes according to what? The sunnah. Meaning you don't do tamthil. You do not compare Allah's attributes to the attributes of the creation. There's nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is all hearing, all knowing. Secondly, you do not deny the attributes of Allah. You don't do ta'til that no, we can't say Allah hears. We hear, he hears. Yet we've made insan sami'an basira. Mankind he hears, he sees. Allah hears, he sees. No. Allah is not, he doesn't hear things. Basically, Allah is a Samir. His name is Samir, but he doesn't hear. Does that make sense? He's the all hearing, but he doesn't hear. But when you have the proper key, creed, this will serve as a what? Tahdiriyah. When you understand what it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing and all seeing. So what does it mean, Allah's all hearing? They say the hearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is divided into two categories. Sam'u al-idraq wa sam'u al-istijabah. The hearing, the first category, al-idraq, which comprehends and encompasses every single thing. And the second category is what? Istijab, the hearing of answering a call. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh, hearing, istijab, you answer your calls, meaning answer your what? Ad-du'a. So the first category is what? Al-idraq, Allah comprehends. And his hearing encompasses every single sound and this first category of idraq they say anytime you read it in the quran and take a lesson from this anytime you have samir it's intended or the purpose of it are three what's the first purpose we've just mentioned it the first purpose when you hear allah is samir is what it's a what warning like this ayah and an example of that is the saying of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laqad sami'allahu alladheena qalu Allah Ta'ala said, indeed, Allah has heard the statement or the, st the sayings of those who say Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is poor and we're rich. So what kind, when Allah Ta'ala said he has heard here, what does it serve as? A warning. Allah Ta'ala said, We should write down which they, what they said and the killing of the prophets. But the interesting in these verses Allah Ta'ala said, we're going to write down what they did to the prophets or what they said. What they said concerning who? Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. That naqsu, or naqsullah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, for a person to describe Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, wasfullah Ta'ala bin naqs, to describe Allah with deficiency is worse than what? The killing of the prophets. Allah Ta'ala said, سَنَكْتُبُ مَا فَعَلُوا He didn't say we're going to write down what they did to the Prophet. سَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَالُوا We're going to write down what they did. May they be called to account for it. And this is why when we say aqidah, it's very important. So the first category, when you hear Samir in the Quran, is for what? Warning. The second thing is to what? Know that Allah's hearing encompasses what? Every single thing. The saying of Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Mujadala. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهِ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي 
زوجها وتشتكي إلى الله. That Allah has heard the complaint of the one arguing with you concerning a husband. To show how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hearing encompasses every single voice. When this ayah was revealed, Aisha radiallahu anha, you know what she said? She said, Alhamdulillahilladhi wasi'a sam'ahu al-aswat kullaha. Indeed, all praise is due to Allah. Whose hearing encompasses everything. Why did she say this? When this lady came to complain to the Prophet concerning her husband, Aisha radiallahu anha, she was in the next room. She said, hadith. I could hear some of the things she was saying, but I couldn't hear some of it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from above the seven heavens, heard every single thing she said. So the second Sami' in the Quran is Allah's hearing encompasses everything. And the last category is, we've done the three categories. Either a warning encompasses everything, and what else? A call. That Allah Ta'ala answers your call. Inna Rabbi dua. That my Lord, He has my dua. And this is the statement of who? Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And the second category they said is what? Al istijaba. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sorry, afwan. Istijaba is the second category. The types, you got that wrong. The types of three. Warning encompasses everything. And what's the last type? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aid you. So anytime you hear Sami' in the Quran, it could also mean what? The victory of Allah will come to you. And what's the example of this? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa and Harun, Inni ma'akuma, la takhafa, have no fear. Why? Inni ma'akuma, I'm with you. How am I with you? Asma'u wa'ara. I hear everything and I see everything. I'll aid you. So therefore, when you hear Sami' in the Quran, either as a warning, Allah will aid you or answer your what? And the second category is what? Istijaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer all your dua. Then Allah ta'ala says, Alimun. This is even stronger than Sami'un. Because Sami' it means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has Jami'ul Masmu'at, every single thing which is uttered, which is heard. But Alimun is more general. He has everything which is uttered and that which is not uttered. Meaning, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that Even that which your soul is whispering to you, Allah Ta'ala knows. So when a person has this aqidah, Allah knows everything which I do, sees everything and hears everything which I do, and he really believes this. Do you think it will say something from innovation or disobedience or filth that Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with or do it? If he really believes this, la. And that's why they say this jumla in this ayah, is it for what? Is it for aiding, answering a dua? Is for what? Warning in this ayah. That if you know Allah hears and sees everything, do not ever put yourself before Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wattaqullah and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, sami'un alim. In the next ayah, we'll end with this inshallah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala said, ya ayu aladheena amun. Again, all you believe, la tarfa'u. All you believe, do not raise your voice above the voice of the Prophet. The same way you raise your voice to, to one another. That you cause your actions to become null and void. And the dangerous thing about this is what? You don't even know. 
that you were doing that in the first place. So in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet sallallahu They say in the life of the Prophet sallallahu what this means is, is that a person, he shouldn't speak at the same volume as the Prophet sallallahu And if the Prophet raises his voice, you raise your voice too, but it should never reach the level of the voice of the Prophet sallallahu The same way we speak to each other. You can raise your voice with me, I raise my voice with you. We speak at the same volume. But when it comes to the Prophet sallallahu you should not do it. No matter how good an opinion you have, no matter how strong what you want to say is, it should never be above the voice of the Prophet And the sabab al-nuzul, the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah to show the danger of this issue is, Allah ta'ala revealed this ayah concerning the best generation of Sahaba. And concerning two of the best of the Sahaba. And what are the two of the best of the Sahaba? Al-Khayran, Abu Bakr and Umar. They said, Kada al-khayran yahlikan. The two, the best of this ummah, they almost became destroyed. Why? A group came to the Prophet ﷺ from Banu Tamim. And when they came, and they wanted to know where the emir should be, Abu Bakr said, Amir alayhim aqra ibn habis. Make aqra ibn habis the emir, the leader. And Umar said, no, make it somebody else. Abu Bakr said, you only said what you said to contradict me. And the voice went and he raised above the voice of the Prophet And to us, it's a simple affair. But yet Allah Ta'ala says, your actions may become null and void. Just due to the actions, وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ That after this, those Sahaba radiallahu anhum, whenever they address the Prophet they address him by whispering. That the Prophet will have to ask, what did you say? Repeat that again, just because it is ayah. Another Sahabi, Thabit ibn Qais, was known as Minna Khutaba, from the people that Prophet would make give speeches because he had Johariya to salt, a loud voice. When this eye was revealed, he went missing. The Sahaba, because he had a loud voice, they were looking for him. And the Prophet he missed him and he noticed he's not there because he used to know what companions there, what is not there from the care and the concerns of the Prophet. So he asked the Sahaba, where is he? They said he's not coming. So one Sahabi went to see him, Thabit ibn Qais. Thabit ibn Qais, from the time this ayah was revealed, he sat in his house crying. And when the Sahabi went to see him, he said, I sit in my house crying because all my actions have become null and void. I'm from the people of the hellfire because of his loud voice. The Prophet sallallahu told him, tell him, it's from the people of Jannah. And the Prophet sallallahu said to him, Ya Thabit, ala tarda. O Thabit, are you not pleased? Would you not be pleased to live an honorable life, die as a shaheed, and enter Jannah? He said, Bala. He said, you're from the people of Jannah. You're going to live an honorable life. You're going to die as a shaheed, and you're going to enter Jannah. And Thabit Abu Qais, how did he die? In the battle of Yamama, shaheedan. And in Ahli Jannah, by the testimony of who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not raise your voice above the voice of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول كدعاء بعضكم بعضا. Do not make the calling of the Prophet sallallahu like the calling of one of you. Meaning, if one of you calls the other, you could comply or disobey. But when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam calls you, what should you do? استجيبوا لله وللرسول. Answer the call of Allah and his messenger. I Meaning if he calls you, you must comply. They say 
Don't make the call of the Prophet like the call of one of you. Also means, I call him Abu Abdullah. I call him Luqman. I call him Sheikh Shahid. I call him Abu Mu'adh. As for the Prophet which we hear, of course, we expect this from non-Muslim that Muhammad was a great man. And some Muslims hear as well, Muhammad did this, Muhammad did that. Which Muhammad? Your neighbor, your driver, your manager at work. Which Muhammad are you talking about? Who is Muhammad? Rasulullah. You never find a hadith where the Sahaba will say Muhammad. So don't call the Prophet وسلم, the way you call each other Muhammad. La, the Messenger of Allah, the Prophet of Allah. Also, not raising your voice above the voice of the Prophet وسلم, is not to have al istihana bi sunnah, to belittle, disrespect the sunnah of the Prophet after the death of the Prophet. Because what will happen? What's the result of it? Your action become what? Null and void. How does a person's action become null and void from disrespecting, belittling, or mocking the sunnah? How? Because mocking the sunnah, belittling the sunnah of the Prophet it could actually lead to what? Apostasy. I know your actions become null and void. And this is the danger of mocking the sunnah. It's very, very, very dangerous affair. If you don't follow the sunnah, you find it difficult, do not mock the sunnah of the Prophet or belittle the sunnah. Like many a times you tell people, do this, do that. Say, Akhi, man, it's only sunnah. What does it mean it's only sunnah? It's only the words of the Prophet It's only sunnah. Or mocking the sunnah. The munafiqeen at the time of the Prophet وسلم, they said, ma ra'ina mithla qura'ina ha'ula. We've not seen the likes of these reciters of ours. Meaning the ulama of the sahaba and the Prophet وسلم, And they were joking. They said, we've not seen the likes of these people. They have the biggest stomachs. They love to eat. When it comes to fighting these people, they're the most cowardly. They're the most cowardly. And they're the most, when it comes to lie, they have the most lying tongues. And when they said the statement they were saying, why did they say it? We're only playing around and just joking. Like people mock the sunnah like this. Look at this brother's beard. They see a brother, maybe he's tall, but he's trousers above the ankle. Say, look at him, mashallah. Land cruiser, four by four, coming in our way. These mockeries, these jokes that you think you're joking with and you're mocking the sunnah, we're just passing time and joking. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Is it Allah? And the verses or the signs of Allah and his messenger, you're mocking. For this, there's no more excuse. You've become kuffar after your believers. So don't ever raise your voice above the voice of the Prophet Somebody say, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ خَلَاصْ إِنْتَهَا الْأَمْرِ أَمَرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ The Prophet ordered this, نَهَا خَلَاصْ إِنْتَهَا الْأَمْرِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَن تَحْبُطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ That your actions by doing so become null and void. And there's many other things that makes a person's action Null and void. Shirk billah. Associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Missing salatul asr in jama'ah. It makes the actions of all that day become null and void. It's like you lost your whole family or your whole wealth. And tahbata a'amalukum wa antum lash tashurun. That your action become null and void and you do not realize. Next week, inshallah ta'ala, we'll go on to the next ayah, ayah number three. Inshallah ta'ala. Jazakumullah khairan.